Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The one thing I saw yesterday, which is totally a sign of the times and how things are changing, the NCAA just awarded the Final Four to Las Vegas. Did you see that? Las Vegas is now getting the Final Four. That's one you want to attend, right? Well, the thing I mean, is, they God. used to be so... They, Vegas has really changed. I mean, by even when you sure. get in this business, yeah. like people wanted to stay away from. Oh it. God, it was taboo. The whole gambling right? in the yeah. NFL wanted to back away from the gambling element. Now they embrace right. it. Right. But college, oh, they would never dream of doing oh. something in Las Vegas. Now you have two pro sports franchises. This shows the shift in mentality. By the time they have this final, it was like taboo. 2028, I think, is when they're going to have it out there. Do you think the A's and the NBA will be in Las Vegas by then? Yeah, I'm shocked. The NBA, I always thought the NBA would be the first. Everybody did. Team Everybody in Las did. Vegas. Yeah. Yes, the A's will be in Vegas by then, by 2020. I don't know about the NBA. Years. I assume so. I mean, they keep talking about like in the summer league. And right. That's enough for it's not enough. They they need a team. I do believe all four um, sports as far as maybe the MLS goes. There. Yeah, the MLS know. may go to Vegas it could be too. Five yeah, franchises yeah. in Vegas. Right, man. That's the that's the hotbed now. Everybody wants to be there, and so the NCAA is awarded a Final Four there. And now, for the most part, Final Fours are booked up through twenty thirty. So for the next eight years, we're booked up with Final Fours. And so if the if KC wants a Final Four in the next twenty years, we got to get on it now with that new stadium because the next eight years are already taken. By the time you start construction and open this thing, you're talking the earliest that we could get a Final Four in Kansas City is twenty. 31, assuming they do build the new Arrowhead with the dome on it that allows us to have it. And if you're building a new football stadium or doing improvements to the football stadium and it doesn't include a roof, don't do anything at all. There's no point. There's absolutely no point in doing anything to the football stadium if it doesn't have a retractable roof that can bring events like this to town because they're huge money makers. And even Las Vegas, which doesn't need any events to attract people to Las Vegas, is saying, yeah, we're interested. We want the Final Four here. And it's, it's going to be great in Las Vegas, man. The draft was fantastic there as well. You have to have the facilities to put you on the map, and we're trending, you know, in that direction. With the announcement last week that the Royals finally are getting the hell out of, you know, the Truman Sports Complex, and the Chiefs can kind of do what they want over there. A retractable roof stadium to bring these events to town is an absolute must when we're talking about a new home for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, at least you got the airport done. Yeah, right. that, that was it's, the key. It was a key mm-hmm. cog in getting events like this because Kathy Nelson's always had to go to these these meetings and everything and make presentations. With that, right? With like that With sore that thumb airport, sticking yeah. out, yeah, that airport. Now she's got it. So who knows what she can do? But yeah, you have to build that retractable roof. I give Vegas credit because they're actually working now. That before they didn't have to, yeah. But now when when gambling's essentially legal in all fifty, well, it is legal in all fifty states. Some states don't have it legal. Some do. Mm-hmm. But 
that really took some of the the, the shine off of going to Las Vegas. It did, but it's still, it's still going. It is still there. fun, yeah. but yeah. it did take some shine off Sure, of it. no question. It's But it's still the allure of Vegas and the shows and the food. And I know you like the Spearmint Rhino. You're a big fan of that joint. And so there's a lot of cool things to do in Las Vegas and a lot of fun to still be had, even though you can still use the fan lap in Kansas. Did you really? Yeah. First time, second time, or third time? Caesars. Caesars. Oh, you married Caesar in Las no. Vegas? Caesar married us, though. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, uh, when Caesar was Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, Elvis married you. That's awesome. Thank I love you. It. Thank yeah. you very much. I think it's fantastic. Uh, 913-586-7610 is the telephone number today on the J Southland Toe Service text line. Feel free to to weigh in on your biggest turkeys in sports. We'll take those. I've got a couple that I think are turkeys. Kyrie Irving tops the list for me. I think right now he's the biggest turkey of the year. His whole, you know, antics and everything that he does and all the stunts that he wants to pull and doesn't ever want to play and just wants to seemingly collect a paycheck like like Kyrie Irving and his anti-Semitism. He is on top of the list for me as the biggest turkey of the year. Tyreek Heal comes in as a turkey as well for the It Had to Be Said podcast and for him basically ripping an organization that was nothing but wonderful to him. He comes in as one of my turkeys and anyone nationally or locally for that matter who didn't pick the Chiefs to win the AFC West, you're a turkey in my book. Who you got on your list today, Bink? You know what? I got to start with the AFC West because what a joke. And Russell Wilson, the whole let it, let's ride. So yeah. The, everybody talking about the Broncos. They, you know, the Broncos should have been the team. And actually, you know what? They'd have five more wins if they just would have got the 18 points. That's I mean, right. That's yeah. how sad it is yeah. with the Broncos. But that franchise just can't beat the Chiefs. 13 in a row, they've lost the Chiefs. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since the Royals won the World Series. Since Peyton Manning was quarterback. And he's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's how long it's been for Denver. They make this trade for Russell Wilson. They think this is going to be the way. They give up a first-round pick. But the AFC West, the Raiders made the playoffs last year. Now look at them. They're circling the drain. The only team they can beat are the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Raiders have three wins, two against the Broncos. How pathetic is that? Nationally, <laughs> I'm with you because this is one of mine. The, the National, I keep going on to this. Just like Prisco, I was talking about that, still talking about the lack of a pass rush. But the picking, listen, I like playing poker. Right. With poker, you go with the odds. Okay. The odds are the Chiefs won the division six straight times. Andy Reid is the only coach in this division to win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. He's actually the only coach to ever go to a playoff he game. He may be the only coach that's here next year. And two more wins, and he's him and Belichick are the top one and two coaches all time in the postseason, which is insane. And Patrick Mahomes is here, and yet you'd vote against them and go with somebody else to be that. So I'm 100% on the national media uh, being a big heel. Yeah. And, so that, that's my top two right there. Yeah, the big uh, the, the big turkeys for Thanksgiving. What about you, B Dub? Who's you got on your list right now? Uh, I would put the Brooklyn Nets as a whole as a turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Silver as well. Yeah, a lot the Brooklyn of ball Nets, dropping yeah. going on there. Um, Dan Orlovsky continues to be a big turkey. Uh, every time you turn it on, it completely backtracks him and Mike Greenberg. Um, total turkeys, just for their lack of respect for Andy Reid and everything that he's done here in Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and everyone that continues to downplay what Mahomes does right? week in and week out. Those are the biggest turkeys for me. Those are the biggest turkeys. So feel free to weigh in today on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line as your biggest sports turkeys. Yeah. Kyler Murray coming in. Yeah, he's he stinks. I never thought Kyler Murray was anything special at all. Very good athlete, but man, a, a leader not. I mean, that, that is a guy that I look at as a petulant child who had to have a clause in his contract where he couldn't play video games. I mean, that that's not the guy I want giving, uh, I want, that's not the guy I want to give 20, 250 million Million dollars to and have him lead my franchise. I'll tell you that right now. That guy's a, that guy's just a child. I, ugh. 
And that organization can't get out of its own way. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. If you want to look at examples of people gravy training Mm -hmm. in the sports world, you know, like Charlie Weiss and these guys. Charlie Weiss training. definitely did. Think yeah. about Belichick. There's been so many gravy trainers off of that and Tom Brady and right. stuff like that. I, I look at Dave Beatty, you know, being head of recruiting at AM when Manziel was there. Right. J- he even credited John Manziel. Johnny Hell Manziel God, yeah. got Dave Beatty a job right. at Kansas. Again, gravy training off of them. And you see someone, Cliff Kingsbury, totally on Mahomes. Because mm-hmm. that team had no defense. One thing they had was offense. And with Mahomes, and you, and you see what he's doing to the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely, running them into the ground. But I think it's more of a Kyler Murray problem, in my opinion, and a quarterback issue than it is a coach problem. Because you're you're a coach, and you're trying to motivate a guy who's zero motivate has zero motivation, paid even. and gets paid big, and, and it just sulks on the sideline. Has the worst body language maybe I've ever seen out of a professional athlete. And that's the worst got, HBO you, in season. Oh my knocks. God, why did they agree to do that? Are we going to find out on HBO's Hard Knocks? Do you think we're going to find out why this coach was fired if down they in? Mexico? Ratings, yes, but no, I mean, they you, won't, you, but they th- should. Th- they'll bury it, right? So if you don't know, and, and you probably don't, because I didn't even know this yesterday, Ben Maller texted me, because why do you think that coach got fired? I'm like, who? Uh, some assistant coach for the for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, more than that, the line coach. Line coach. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's his assistant coach. I mean, a dime a dozen guy. Wasn't the head coach. Um, th- this guy was fired in Mexico City the day before the game. Something that happened Sunday night. He was sent home on Monday before the game. So what? in the hell went on down in Mexico City where this assistant coach is getting fired on a Sunday night. What are you doing down there, bro? Like, what's what's going on in Mexico City as an NFL coach leads you to being fired? Now everybody wants to know. So they'll, they'll find out because these national media types, like, they get something juicy here. Right. It, they, it, it will be out because they have something to sink their teeth into. So hopefully, well now they're off the Chiefs bandwagon. The Chiefs are good; they can see why this coach is fired. Well, I think we got it. I think you know, if, if Sunday Ticket, you're right. One or not Sunday Ticket, but you know, if, uh, Hard Knocks wants the ratings yeah. and wants people to 100%. tune in. Hey, tune in to find out what, what yeah. he did. Yeah, Coach Johnson was fired. Find out why. We've got the insight. You're going to tune in for that. 100. Yeah, Absolutely. I'll actually watch that. I love Hard Knocks, but I'll actually watch that one. Yeah. You know, they need to push back on the NFL because I I can guarantee the NFL is going to try to protect the shield as much as they possibly can. Sure. But yeah, you you can't you can't uh, gloss over this one. Something something major happened, you know, in order for him to <laughs> to be sent home before the game and get fired, get his walking papers. So we need to see it. We need to know. Yeah, well, it we wasn't to watching too much film or lack of watching no, film. No, he was watching film. Yeah, he was he was he was definitely watching tape that night. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, Playing uh, video games. Somebody said that uh, he went to uh, to Tijuana. No, he didn't because it's Mexico City. That's far, man. Yeah. That, that's not down. The Unless street. he got on a plane and went. And well, like, Wait a minute, why would you do Tijuana? that? It's closer to go from Phoenix to Tijuana I than it is from Mexico saying, City. I, who I mean, knows what he did? Yeah. So I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to know exactly what happened uh, with this. Uh, with this coach um, and and find out why he was fired. B Dub, there's some stuff coming in on the text line. Look at it up, see if that if there is there is any kind of truth. We to should that, have got him that, on the show today. What else is he you doing? Know, right? What he's doing? Yeah. Well, what, what did you, what'd you do? do? Yeah. You what do? did you do that you were you know fired on a Sunday in Mexico City before a Monday night game? Because in Kansas City, we want to know. Yeah, you got to be some kind of stupid to get fired on a Sunday night in Mexico City as you're coaching a team on Monday. Like you got to be some kind of moron to do something like that. And and. 
and what I want to know is all these football coaches talk about, oh, we work these 18-hour day. <laughs> oh, my God, there's no time to do this and no time to do that. How did this guy have free time? Well, if, if, I, if you're I, I working all working, those days. Yeah, I doubt he's working. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Unless he was working too much, he said you're working too much, man. You, you got to go out there and relax a little bit. Got to go out there and relax uh, a little bit. So there you go. That's, uh, that's what's going on in Arizona. I mean, every time you turn around and you see another organization and you see the problems that they have, and then you look at what we got going on here, you're like, my God, we are living in utopia right now. Man. It's why you have to have a quarterback, man. Yeah. And I go back to like that Camp Pat to me was still the biggest thing in the Chiefs offseason. It was. Uh-huh. The fact that he got to go down to Texas. I still, I mean, when you look at Chiefs storylines, I still put that number one. The uh, the pack camp. Yeah, because yeah. Andy Reid said, all right, OTAs, like you would think Andy Reid, you know, being the disciplinarian he is, right. you got to be back here at Arrowhead Stadium. He didn't care. And that uh-huh. just shows you how Andy Reid kind of bends to, he really does. He lets Kelsey and Mahomes come up with plays and everything else. But they have the trust to have Camp Pat down there. Yeah. I think more and more teams will try to do that uh, with their quarterback. You know, kind of isolate. And some quarterbacks do. They'll go and throw to their wide receivers mm-hmm. in the offseason. But not like a camp pass. No, not like that at all. Uh, this from ESPN, Arizona Cardinal offensive line coach. Seen Kugler was fired after he groped a woman in Mexico City over the weekend. So uh, yeah, Mexican authorities seeing. were notified of the incident, which happened Sunday night, and then informed the Cardinals who terminated him and sent him back to Arizona on a flight Monday morning. Uh, the Cardinals arrived in Mexico City on Saturday. He's the second Cardinals assistant coach to be accused of assaulting a woman this year. Yeah, it looks like illegal use of the hands. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing, man? What a what a loser. Absolute loser. It really, I mean, it's just, it, it bothers me that you, you got men out here doing this kind of crap. It's just, it's just so uncalled for. Don't be a douche. Cardinals man. didn't waste time, did they? No, they didn't. I, I give, give them a lot of credit. A lot of credit for firing that guy, man. A lot of credit, man. A lot of credit for firing that guy. What a douche. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, the most stunning upset in sports history may have occurred yesterday. We'll tell you what next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Friday at 730. Yes! On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? And I say, yeah, 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 I said, hey, what's going on? And I say, 
got this one out for B-Dub. This is coming from Josh and OP, one of the little four non-blondes. What's up? Mm-hmm. What's going on? So I know in America... We're not the biggest of soccer fans, right? Not the biggest of soccer fans in the United States. Even though 11 million people watched the United States take on Wales the other day. I mean, Austin and Cincinnati, number two, top two team uh, cities in the country. Yeah, we weren't in the top five from a TV rating standpoint, which is fine. It'll be fine. Um, I I would imagine, though, if you said the United States men's soccer team is playing Wales, people would tune in for that. You you want to see how Wales play soccer. I mean, that's something I would like to see. So um, we we saw the game on Monday. And we also saw, I guess it was yesterday, and again, not the biggest of soccer fans, so it doesn't resonate when it happens, right? Yesterday, we saw Argentina lose 2-1 to one to Saudi Arabia, and Lionel Messi plays for Argentina. He's a big-name soccer player, very important person in the soccer world, like the Mahomes of soccer, right? Mm-hmm. This uh, article from... Uh, Qatar says the result will go down as one of the greatest upsets in the history of the World Cup. One of the greatest upsets in the history of the World Cup. One of the great sports upsets we've ever seen. And I'm like, wow, okay. I guess Argentina losing is a, is a big deal, especially when you have the world's best player, yeah, and arguably. Messi, yeah. And Messi, you got to win those games. What is the most stunning upset you as a sports fan remember watching or dealing with? For me... It's always going to be Arizona beating Kansas in like 1997 in basketball. That to me is is always like worst game I've watched, worst upset, stunning upset, game I'll never get over, that type of stuff. That Arizona basketball loss in 1997 for me is the one that I remember as the most stunning upset that I'll never get over. I think as Royals and Chiefs fans, correct me if I'm wrong at this, in recent vintage anyway, have we had stunning upsets? The Royals won everything they possibly could have in 14 and 15, right? I mean, I don't think losing game seven was a stunning upset. That was the culmination of, wow, that was fun. And then the, the Chiefs from here on out, I, I don't know that we would look at the Bengals' loss as a stunning upset like losing the World Cup like Argentina did. It's a loss that stings. But I think a lot of us have, have kind of worked through that loss. Is there one that you can remember that like you look at you go that's the most stunning upset I ever remember being a part of. Yeah, locally would be the '85 Royals, down three to one in the ALCS to Toronto. But down that's not an upset. Three, that's three, winning. I know, but down three to one to the Cardinals when it all looked bleak. Yeah, I mean it's okay. You know, to I come see, back from those deficits. Yeah. I mean that's an, teams that are down three to one don't win. Right. And the Royals did twice. Okay. In 1985, that's the local one. For okay. Me. All right. Nationally, would be USA beating Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Russia yeah, was right, in yeah. hockey. Uh-huh. I, I know it's weird because, you know, I do like hockey. I know you like hockey. Yeah. You're wearing your New Jersey Devils. Right. Former uh, Kansas City Scouts. I got my Scouts jacket right there, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sweet. linage. Yeah. It's sweet. Except you don't have Colorado Rockies. That was the team in between. I got a hat at home. Oh, do you? Oh, God, yes. You're following the whole yeah, history you find, of the Yeah, you find the whole history of the Devils. Yeah, the whole franchise history. The best you team bet. in the NHL. But, uh, <sighs> but, so good. but the biggest sports memory, I think, in the United States is hockey. Yeah. It's the 1980 Isn't that crazy? A, a, a sport that's not the most popular sport is the most popular game, most historic and game Ken Morrow in, in sports history. And the guy that lives in Kansas City yeah, now. Yeah, right. And I, I look at it, I think there's not many people that have a gold medal and at least four championships. Right. You know, there's a few, you know, like Kobe did and, uh-huh. and Jordan and stuff like that. But to have a, it's a rarity in Magic. I think four championships and a gold medal like he did. But I think that 80, 
80 hockey team to me was the one that stands out because I was alive during that. Yeah, you were. I, I was three, not even three at the time when that happened. I just remember hearing stories from my dad. Like, they were at work in the eight, 1980 listening on the radio to this hockey game, and it was tape delayed. So no, when I they was showed at the it at night, World right? Series with Royals yeah. and Phillies. <laughs> what I about think, you, B-Dev? What do you got? I think the biggest one for me that I remember and that resonates with me and probably a lot of people that grew up around when I did was Buster Douglas laying out Mike Tyson. Oh, that's a great one, yeah. I mean, there was he, yeah. he, he was the unbeatable. He was immortal. He was the man, and he went and got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And nobody could ever fathom Mike Tyson ever getting beat, much less knocked out. Right. And I mean, he got his clock clean. So, to me, that was probably the biggest upset that I've ever seen. Yeah, no, that's that's a really, really good one. From the 316-16 seed UMBC beating Virginia, that that's a big time upset. I mean, that, as far as the that, tournament's the biggest yeah, one. Yeah, it's the biggest one in the history of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, from the 816, USA beating Russia is the biggest upset in sports, not just, you know, not just in America, but in the world. Biggest upset ever. I, I think it is. I think it yeah, is. 100%. Yeah. I think 100%. it is. From the 816, Captain Checkdown versus Andrew Luck in the playoffs. I don't know that that was necessarily an upset, but that was stunning. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. That was... Oh, that's the that was about 28 to 3. Yeah, right. That I mean, you talk about shell-shocked. Like, I'll never forget. Carrington's here right now. He could pop in studio, talk about that ride home from Indianapolis in the snow where he had to pull off in Columbia, Missouri, mm-hmm. where I won't spend a dime and get a motel room for the night. The Super 8, nicely done by them. Um, so, uh, hey, look, if Norm Stewart's not going to spend a dime in Kansas, I got to return the favor, right? You eat Bob. I mean, I you spend money spend in Missouri. Money in I, I know. I'll drive right through Columbia. I'll go to actually 157 and go to the Arby's that's further past Columbia versus stopping in Columbia. Wow. Can't do it. Wow. Not going to do it. So you hey. didn't stop at the White Castle there? But you're no. still spending money in Missouri. I spend money in Missouri, but I see, I, I got to narrow it down because I lived in Missouri for like 12 years. when I'm not supposed to spend money. He, so he, I, he, I circle Columbia. If, if Look, Norm set the precedent, he Jay. Hey, uh, okay. There's not that in sports anymore, and I like that. I know. Really there that, really is. I no, miss Norm. And, and there should be. But that, that there absolutely should be. featured the ultimate version of it was Norm. Norm. So, uh, it was great. He was petty. Roy was petty. That was the old Big 8, though. You missed those days like you do like like bill self right now is really the only guy who's like a conduit to the old days of the old big eight right now right everybody else is gone there's nobody around anymore you know and so i i wish we had those days Me as too. a jayhawk i love norm stewart yeah. i loved everything about it that's why the rivalry was where it was that's, that's because of the people a real, a real rivalry you had a coach like we're staying in Kansas City, Missouri. We're driving to Lawrence. We're playing the game. We're leaving. I'm not spending a dime in that state. Oh my God! If you're a fan, you're rallying behind that. And as a KU fan, like screw you. you know? <laughs> like it was, it, it was the perfect rivalry. It's like Marty Schottenheimer. He really grasped yeah. over that Raiders rivalry with the Chiefs and really brought it back and sunk into their heads. And mm-hmm. talk about the Raiders and talk about uh, Ben Davidson spiking Dawson and all yeah. that. Like he really brought that back. Right. But no. Yeah, any any kind of rivalry things, obviously. Uh, a big upset. Yeah. No, I I, I, lo- I love Norm Stewart, man. I, I absolutely loved him, and I thought he was fantastic. Um, and and the whole the whole just like I'm not spending money in Kansas was so great. Whether it was true or not, you know, who knows? But it was still so much fun. But Norm Stewart probably was. Probably was. Probably was. Kid grew up in Shelbyville, They did stay Missouri. over here. The yeah. Tigers would stay over here. And the, or yeah, the I Missouri know. Side. Missouri side and drive over. Oh, I know. Like, so I don't know if they would get gas over there or a meal or something. Like, there, there had to be something he spent the dime on in Kansas at one point. But if he's not going to spend a dime in Kansas, I have to return the favor. Yeah. So I won't spend That's a fair. dime in Columbia. I think it's Kingdom City is where that Arby's yeah, right. is. The other side. I know it's actually at 157. That's I do fair. know that. I liked it. I do know that. So some of the uh, some of the good ones that are going on right now: Norfolk State beating Mizzou, VCU beating KU in the Elite Eight. 
Um, uh, Eli, I like Eli Manning. Manning. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one. That's a great one. I, does Eli Manning get enough credit for that? No, he, he had two Super Bowl wins, and his two Super Bowl wins came over Tom Brady. That's right. That's, that's right. That's why Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. That's exactly why he's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Winning those two Super Bowls, man, against were Brady fantastic. and Belichick. Come yeah, on, man. I mean but twice, it, not once, but yeah. twice. Not once, but twice. So you can weigh in on yours as well at 913-586-7610 on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line. What's the most stunning upset you can remember? Because I guess Argentina losing the other day uh, to, to uh, who did they lose to the other? I don't even know who they lost to the other day. Saudi Arabia, they lose 2-1 to one to Saudi Arabia, and they're looking at it like one of the biggest upsets in the history of the World Cup. You know what would be an upset? And this is where we get all become soccer experts, right? This is where we all become soccer experts. We're talking to a buddy of mine last night. And he sent big football guy went to Ohio State thinks it's the greatest place on earth. It's not. Uh, he sends me a text. He goes, "Boy, we're going to get housed by England." And I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, "You don't watch any other sport but football. Like you really don't watch any other sport but Ohio State college football." And now you're a soccer expert, and you're yeah. and he's right. <laughs> I think the way that we played against those whales, and if if we play like that against London, they're going to beat us pretty bad tomorrow yeah, or Friday, gonna right? Us. They're going to crush us if we play like that. Call right? a USA win right now. But that would how big an upset would that be? That'd be huge. Would that be like 1776 style? I think so. I think so. I think so. I think so. Big upset if we win on Friday over the over the I just British want team. Them to score and put the hammer down. You yeah, know, play like you care. That's exactly right. Let's I mean, go. You let the Wells call come it now. USA yeah. win. USA wins. Yeah. What's the score? One nil. I like how you did that. I do like how you did that. One nothing from the eight one six. Big uh, biggest upset. Rocky beating Drago. Clearly, that was clearly, huge. Clearly huge. on top Drago of the list. Drago was so in command of that. Yeah, play. he he really was. He really was. I think the Lions are making a big misstep on Thursday. And I'm a big uniform guy. I think most of us in Stets follow sports. We like uniforms. We like the jerseys. Like players love them. They go crazy when you get. New, that's why the Chiefs need to do something different. For God's sakes, get your players excited about the uniforms. The 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 Detroit Lions though are making a major misstep in my opinion we address this with Mitch Holtis a little bit I'm going to address it with Jay and you guys as well tell me I'm nuts or wrong that's fine but the fact that they're wearing all grays on Thanksgiving Day is a major major issue for me I think the Detroit Lion basic uniform is one of the best in the National Football League that Honolulu blue jersey that helmet that they have with the blue lion on the silver helmet, the silver pants, like that is a Thanksgiving staple to wear that. That's part of the reason why we allow the Lions to play on Thanksgiving is because we get to see the Honolulu Blues, and they're not doing it this year. That's a big misstep by them. Wear what you are known for. Give the people like what they want. Care. Yeah, but, but play your hits. It's, it, it'd be like going to a concert and they play all this new music and you don't hear the song that you came to hear, Hotel yeah, California. I didn't pay for that. You didn't pay for that. I want, to, I want what you do well. Right. And Detroit wears Honolulu Blues so gloriously. I think they're totally, <laughs> they're totally making a mistake on this I one. I disagree because when they've worn that jerseys, they've always sucked. They yeah, they, they're a bunch yeah, of losers. They are in that jersey. They are losers. But we know they're losers. I know, we're but they, okay they with that. But, the, but they wear the blue. They suck, and you got to change things up. So I'm good with the gray. Although, if they want to stay blue, go blue pants. Change the helmet to blue. Do something special, you know, for for that Thanksgiving Day game. But I don't care. They're not in a blue, Bob, because they've always lost. And to mm-hmm. me, Barry Sanders was the only redeeming factor 
of the Lions on, and I liked Wayne Fonts too. Yeah, I, mean, I like it, Wayne Fonts, Armin Moore, that offense. Like Barry Sanders made it fun because you watch. Okay, what's Barry gonna do? Like yeah. he made Thanksgiving fun. Hey, you talk to your uncle. Hey, man, when he's not drunk, say, Hey, man, did you see that play Barry Sanders? That we always talked about. To me, Barry Sanders made Thanksgiving for the Lions. Yeah, so everybody should wear twenty. I agree. Barry Sanders was a big reason we all everybody loved that. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, I'm but, what but Herman pants, Moore, though, Bob, and, Brett yeah. Perriman, and Johnny Morton, and you know who was it? Scott Erickson the lefty quarterback that they had. Who else? Eric did they Kramer. Eric Kramer. Did they have Andre Ware there for a while as well? You always looked at those Lions offenses and were like, why isn't this team ever any better than they are? And that was their heyday, like eight and eight, nine and seven. Boyd Fonts had a couple of That years was their heyday. That was their heyday. But there was nothing better than John Madden and oh, Turducken and, and Detroit games yeah. and, and Barry Sanders. But I with you. Okay, I, I could buy the blue jersey if they put on blue pants and change the helmet blue just for one game. Okay, I changed the helmet. Change the helmet blue. But other than that, the blue, they've been losers. Yeah, they have been. They're probably the biggest loser. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they're a bunch of losers. Yeah, they, they really are. It always seemed like they were saving Wayne Font's job. You know, at uh, Thanksgiving time, they would go on a run right after that Thanksgiving game and save him. End up eight yeah. and eight. You know, I met Wayne Fonts. I, I was rest in peace. I was yes. in. Yeah, I know. I was in Detroit. And said, so "Hey, you'll take us back when the Silverdome. Mm-hmm. Back when they, they still there, by the way. It's no, like it's some, demolished now. I think. It, I, are you sure? I think so. Yeah, I, think I thought it, it was remnants of it were still there. there and, yeah, that was a while ago when they showed okay. those videos of like the people inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up, Ed. Uh, Wayne, Wayne thing, was though. at the Silverdome when I was there. He just it was in the off season or whatever, and couldn't have been a nicer guy. Yeah, no, so always so a big Wayne. You just met him at the stadium. He's just there. Yeah, just hanging out. That's back when they have the, their offices at well, the stadium. Wayne was too, awesome. You know? yeah, I yeah. loved Wayne Fonz. You, you always rooted for him. You did. You always felt sorry for the Lions. Yeah. You really did. Like, I'd go have a beer with that guy. Yeah, he's sure. But now you guys. couldn't. He's no longer. Well, I know Bob, but oh. that's the one guy I would. Yeah, you like to have beer with him? I probably still would. Probably would. Even dead. How you yeah. doing, Wayne? Absolutely. Tip one back for Wayne. Um, did, speaking of Detroit, okay. You saw the Lions go to New York last week and beat the Giants. Big upset. Meanwhile, in Detroit, the Bills were playing against the Browns because of the snow. And that whole situation, that whole story is another story for another day. I I think the Bills totally screwed that situation up, but whatever. So they're in this neutral environment, allegedly, playing this game, right? And... I thought it was a really good crowd. I don't know how much of that game you watched. Either of you, probably none. I had it on for I a little did. bit, was, right? Crowd was good. It was. Right? Crowd was good. Well, they got to see good football. Right. They did. And, and the Lions are, take it, Lion, Dan Campbell's got the Lions playing well. And they, they're, they're on a yeah, roll. They're record on a roll. wise, they're not the greats, right? They're on a roll. So I, I'm watching that game. And I'm like, I really like this. Like, I just like new, unique, different things in sports at times, right? Sometimes, like, like this is why baseball is, like, falling off the plane for everybody. I had lunch with a friend of mine yesterday, 65-year-old dude. He goes, yeah, I don't follow baseball anymore. I'm like, whoa, you're the wheelhouse of yeah, baseball, that's right? That's, that's pretty bad. You're losing the 65-year-old dude, you got problems. Um, so I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And we've got this weird schedule now with this 17th game. What if every year we do neutral site games? Like everybody, one week, one one week, they're all neutral sites. Like Chiefs play the Steelers in Detroit, or you got the 49ers playing the Arizona Cardinals in Denver. Just doing something like that for one weekend, you call it like neutral site weekend, make a big deal out of it, and then challenge every other city to see who's going to fill the stadium and pack the stadium and do that just to do something different 
with this 17th game. I think something like that would be fun, and I wouldn't have thought that a week ago. But, man, I thought that crowd in Detroit for two teams that nobody really cared about in Detroit, I thought they came to play. I was like, all right, I like this. Yeah, I like stuff like that. I like baseball needed to fill the dreams game. Like, I actually like that because it's something unique and it's something different. I like how the NHL does the stadium series. Yeah. Back when they had the Red Wings, they could play in the big house. Yeah, there were 110,000 people at hockey. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's that's awesome. Man. Or when yeah. the Blues are playing at Bush Stadium or, or, right. or when they play a hockey game in Fenway. But, I mean, that's It's a stadium series. That's cool. Right. And I've always been a proponent of it. Matter of fact, I threw something on 610.com years ago about the 17th game, and they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Play the college campuses. I, I, I've i always liked like, that idea, play, too. Yeah. Like, the Chiefs could play at Mizzou, or they could play at KU, or go down to K-State. Play a game on college campuses. That I mean, that's where the passion, the atmosphere. It would mm-hmm. be so fun for fans to go to a a, a college community for a weekend, mm-hmm. have fun at the bars and wherever the, you know the, the kids go eat the pizza and all that. Right, go have a fun college atmosphere and go to the football game. I think that would be fun. Like a stadium, you don't have to do it with all of them because I was just like take one mm-hmm. and do a NFL stadium series at a college stadium. You know, take a game down to Norman or whatever. Just. Play at college campuses. I think that would be the way to it. And it'd bring a bunch of money to some of these, you know, local college communities. And I know NFL teams really reach out to those areas and try yeah. to market to them and, you know, incorporate them in their, in their, um, with, with their, or, you know, they could go down and play a game in St. Louis where nobody plays football anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm kidding. Well, they've that, had two teams there. I, I know, know. But, yeah. uh, you know, you feel, no. I don't feel sorry for them. No, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, put it on college campus. I think that'd be fun. I think, I, I think it would like be. If, a ton if of the fun, Chiefs yeah. are playing the Vikings in Columbia, I know you don't spend money in Columbia, Bob, but that would be fun. No, I, I or think... Or play in Iowa or something. I, the, the reason I suggested NFL stadiums, there's there's a reason why. Money. These owners don't want to give up these games. Except right? these college stadiums sometimes hold more than NFL. But how much are you going to have to split with the college and all that kind of stuff? You know you make that money in your stadium, that's guaranteed bucks. So that's why I, I think that would be the idea that the NFL would go with. I love more and more international games. They are, I mean, but you know, you know they're, they're, making, they're cleaning up on that. They're not really sharing that money with anybody. Um, let, me, let me tell you this. From a college game day standpoint, I love your idea. Always have loved all that. weekend long. I think it'd be great. Yeah. I just don't think they're they're going to do that. Which, but because uh, I think I think it's too logical. I was with you. The seventeenth game. I'm like, oh, you can play it in Norman. You can play it in Lincoln. You can play it in Iowa City. You can play it all over the, the place. Titans playing somebody in Knoxville. Yeah, and having over hundred thousand fans of oh, that. Man. Oh man, that would be really cool. Or you yeah. play it in in Tuscaloosa or or at the swamp yeah. or at you know LSU. Brian Denny or, on the Falcons coming there. And yeah, like you said, how Tuscaloosa. fun would that be? It's right. Yeah, I think that I think that would be awesome if they did something like that. I just don't think they will. But that would be cool if you did the seventeenth game as a college stadium series. You have to do it all on the same weekend, though. Make it a big type of deal. Will the NFL do it? Probably not. I just think it'd be Probably so much fun not, for I think fans cool. to go to those towns. I agree. Have, just have fun like a kid again. I totally agree. Coming up, we'll have another edition of These Stories Is Real with our guy Dan Israel of the Chiefs Radio Network. Plus. There's a stat that nobody talks about when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. We'll let you know what that is next. Fesco in the morning brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Don't forget to catch Patrick Mahomes on the drive every Monday at 2.15 with CDOT on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. See, this is why we need a webcam. Carrington dancing right now is money in the bank. Oh, yeah, it is. 
Yes. Yeah, it is. Did he request this song because he came in, you played the song, and he started dancing? No, actually, it came from the queen. She hit me up on the bat phone. Happy birthday again to you, gorgeous. We love you. We, I appreciate everything that you do. You're my hero. She wanted a little so fresh, so clean from Outcast. She must be talking about me or something. Turn your mic on, Jay. Happy birthday to you Sunday because we get these uh, emails from the company and they says it's your birthday this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a, a nice little birthday Sunday. Going to sit down and watch some football all day and uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. I'm going to take Monday off to recover. I'm sure Bob will wish you a happy birthday on Sunday. Who's in for you on Monday? That would be uh, Jed is going oh, to be nice. In. Okay, uh, Jed who fled. Jed who fled. He, did, taking flee. The day he, off did, he did flee. I'll tell you that he fled and <laughs> came to the right place. A <laughs> hundred miles. And let running. me tell you, Jay fled. I fled. Cody fled. We all fled and came to the right place. <laughs> uh, let me let me tell you this. <sighs> this bothers me if we're, we're wrong. Somebody said Wayne Fonts isn't dead. I swear to God, we lost Wayne Fonts a while ago. I swear we lost Wayne Fonts. He's 82 years old, Bob. He's, he's still, still alive. alive. Well, yeah. God love him. I had no idea. He 82. Was, I thought he had passed away. Didn't he have a brother, Len Fonts? Wasn't there another Fonts that was a co- I think there was. Look it up. He stopped coaching in 96. I mean, it's been how long well, since he's been a coach? I thought we lost Wayne Fonts. NFL coach of the year, 91. Yeah, well, he was. Um, from the 484, I don't know where that area code is. I'm usually good with area codes. I don't know with uh, where that one is. I've got bros in different area codes. Did you know that, B-Dub? I've got bros in different area codes. Area code. I have exes that live in Lenexa. Uh, you do? Area That's the way I hang my hat in misery. Yeah, Oh, yeah, the Pontiac Silverdome was demolished in 2017. Yeah, so it was is, a long time after they last gone. played but, there. But they but kept yeah, it alive they forever. They did for I mean, a very was, long time. People were, like, stealing seats. Seats. I'd love to have seats from all oh, these old gosh, stadiums, yes. man. If, if I could do it right and, like, do, like, I hate to use the term oh, man wow. cave. Guess where area no, code. No, what's wrong with that name? Area code 484. What? Allentown, Pennsylvania. You got to be kidding me. Oh, Billy Joel. Oh, my. Billy Joel, Allentown. So there we go. The 484. We'll hook you up here in a second. Living Uh, here in Allentown. And I agree with this. I would rather the Chiefs get alternate uniforms before they see you play in a neutral site game. I would too. Those white helmets by the Bengals are so fresh and so clean. (laughs) They are. Picture a Chiefs white helmet. Gray face mask, red arrowhead, or black mm. arrowhead outline with the red KC. I like black matted. The matted I do look, too, but think... apparently from what I understand is like the Chiefs think that's the Raiders color, so they're never going to do that, which is ridiculous. Well, how about if Detroit went that gray that we see so many cars going with, yeah. that kind of darker gray? A yeah. lot of cars going with that. Oh, yeah. That color gray. That primer gray that you see now. Shades of gray. Yeah. <laughs> from the 913, so fresh and so cling. Please share. So fresh and so cling. I do like that as well. So um, the stat nobody Mahomes is no, nobody is talking about Patrick Mahomes except you, Binkley. I, I assume yeah, you kind of sit around and talk, talk stats yeah, to yourself. Hey, let's talk, talk stats. stats. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you got on Mahomes that nobody's talking about? Well, here? I mean, it, it was brought up a little bit oh. about his, his after the game. I mean, he's barely mentioned, you know, after the game as far as you know, Mahomes is now fourteen and zero against the division. Uh huh. It's like that should be a headline. That should be something like Skip Bayless and all these guys talk about when they. They bring up require work because that that is a remarkable number for a quarterback to be fourteen and zero to start off against divisional opponents. You, you know how tough it is to on go on the road when on the road at a divisional opponent. How tough that is when you see divisional opponents lose all the time to different teams. You say, well, they played on the road against them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But to do it like he did, Joe Montana once did it twenty straight games. 
but it was like 80, it started like 1983 when he started this 20 games in a row. But he had been playing since 79. So, yeah. you know, this is beginning of Mahomes' career. That in itself is a stat that's like, whoa, are you kidding me? And the other one is 25-0 and 0 in November, December, that's his last nuts. 25 games. That That's unheard of. It's unprecedented. This is the toughest time of year in the National Football League, November, December. These are placement games. This shows you why the Chiefs have been so good making a run in November, December. And if you didn't get them early, if they didn't find a way to lose in September and October, good luck in November, December. Not going to lose. This team is about November, December. And if you're in Buffalo and these other cities, you guys say, well, Chiefs are 25-0 and 0 in their last 25 games in the month of November, December. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be hard for them to lose this number one seed right. if you put those up there. But those two things stand out to me when you talk about you, and they're rarely talked about. They were a little bit, you started to see on Twitter a little bit more about Mahomes being 14-0, and 0, mm-hmm. but it's kind of an afterthought nationally when they talk about him. To me, that is just, those two numbers are the most impressive numbers in the NFL going right now. What he's doing as far as on the road at 25-0 and 0 in the months of November, December, those two things right there, unprecedented, unheard of. And, of course, I think the Chiefs being fourth in sacks is kind of a missing thing. Yeah, nobody's talking, talking about, about that. That's why Pete Prisco's putting out power rankings and talking about how bad the Chiefs' pass rush is. A pass rush that's fourth in the NFL. Uh-huh. And the narrative is, can't rush quarterback. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. These stories is real. Focus and finish. With Dan Israel. That game will forever stick in me. The longest tenured member of the Chiefs radio network. Well, we've got the Lambs coming into town this weekend from Los Angeles. These Stories is Real is brought to you by Physician Aesthetic Specialists. And Dan Israel talks about a story at a time when there was once a Rams game and the voice of the Chiefs had kind of trouble paying attention to it. I remember a Rams game specifically. There was a lot of attention a couple of years ago. If you guys remember, Kevin Harlan on CBS TV was calling two separate games. He's kind of going back and forth. And when he was asked... What game he was calling, he said, I'm calling them both, right? And you remember that. Well, that was no surprise to me. We were playing the Rams in Anaheim Stadium back in 1991. It was uh, late in the season. The Chiefs had pretty much sewn up that victory against the Rams. But on the television, uh, or the television network, they decided to switch to the Raiders-Broncos game, which was really close. And in the closing minutes of the game, uh, the Raiders were leading 17-16, to 16, but the Broncos had lined up with like six seconds on the clock for a field goal to win the game. So Kevin simply rotates his chair and he starts looking at this little nine inch black and white television monitor that we had in the booth. And he begins to call this game on our broadcast. I'm sure executives everywhere were losing their mind over this because, you know, we only had the rights to call the Chiefs game, but Kevin was calling this game and it was awesome. Uh, He calls the final seconds of uh, David Treadwell's attempt at Denver. I think the kick was blocked and the Raiders won the game, but he just slipped back into our to our game like it was nothing. But I, I remember thinking at the time, and, and now looking back at it, he was doing the NFL red zone, right, before anybody thought of it. He was amazing at that. And, and I just I, I, I think that's kind of a – goes to show uh, the kind of talent Kevin Harlan had for sure. Dan, we then had a memorable matchup with the Rams in 2018, a game that was supposed to be played in Mexico City, but due to field conditions – had to move back to L.A. I really didn't think that game would get moved. You know, that that's how bad the turf was. They did not want to give up that international game, and the league didn't. And uh, But the turf was just too bad, and you can't expose, you know, millions of dollars of athletes to 
to unsafe conditions. But I remember that night. So the game got moved from Mexico to uh, Los Angeles, back to Los Angeles Coliseum. And I remember that night, it was kind of a, a foggy night. And as you looked at the stadium, as the stadium kind of spade away from you and got towards the top of it, it just kind of faded into the darkness. It felt like the whole night we were on a movie set. And then there's 105 points scored in the game. We're, it was just one of those amazing uh, Patrick Mahomes moments that we talked about where you, you just you can't believe you were a part of it. And, and the irony to that game was, uh, you know, we normally do about a six-minute uh, post-game show that's a replay of all the highlights. That night, it was, uh, I think, around 14 minutes. So it took, there were that many highlights in it. I mean, there, it was just one of those games where you never thought it was going to end. It, it, back and forth and back and forth and two incredible offenses. And really felt like a Super Bowl preview. I'm, I'm shocked that that didn't become the, the Super Bowl that later that year. But it would have been a great one. That is Dan Israel with These Stories Is Real, brought to you by Physician Aesthetic Specialist and that Rams game, man. I remember exactly what that's one of those you remember moments. And we were up at Harris Casino watching the game at the uh, the sports book that they have up there, winning streaks. And we used to do a lot up there at Harris Casinos with watch parties and the pandemic hit and things, you know, uh, made us stay inside. Um, it was not a sports book, though, Bob. At that time, it was. Yes, it was. It was winning streaks. Absolutely, one thousand million percent. Yeah, was no. It? Oh, yeah, no question. They had those great leather chairs in front of the TVs, and I remember it being wasn't a sports book though. Sports no bar. sport. Oh, did I say book? You said book. Oh, book. I know. Like, I meant bar. No. I was like, bar. wait a minute. Yeah, we had a legal gambling going on. Did he say book? Did I, I say sports did. book? No, sports bar. Either way, up at Harris, it was great. The, the, don't the don't great, confuse people. Bob. No, but it's a great sports bar. It really is. I mean, they, uh, winning streaks is fantastic. We don't legalize gambling in Missouri. That's well, you got legalized weed, so enjoy what you got. Uh, um, here's the thing that is always going to be one of those games where you just remember the back and forth and going, Oh, 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 I, it was for a regular season football game as entertaining as you could ever get, man. That was a great game. The outcome wasn't what we wanted, but my God, you had to go out there and burn a dart after that game. You were so exhausted. I mean, that was just such a great football game. You know, watching watching sports with people is a lot of fun, especially at games. Yeah, I just don't like doing it as much. I know that sounds weird, but I do enjoy those moments. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like you're talking about winning streaks, that was fun. But a lot of times, I get too intense. Like I get too much in my zone if I'm watching a game, just kind of like to be isolated, especially if it's a team that I care about. Sure, if it's, if it's going to watch Thanksgiving with the Lions or whatever. It's fine. You can sit around and eat turkey, whatever you right. want. But if I'm watching the Chiefs, I'm locked in. But man, it's something you know fun to watch. And that's why I'm glad the Chiefs don't play those Thanksgiving Day games oh. because it ruins your turkey. Remember, remember the World Series when we tried to play to play it neutral <sighs> in New York? Yeah, yeah. even though we had a big rooting yesterday. Yeah, that's terrible, awful. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, we talk to our guy, D.A., Damon Amendalar. We talk some football with him next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 